Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk Vegan Podcast, hosted by the Shorky Sisters. Repping the vegan hippie meatheads of the world is Sam, the first ever vegan World Naturals Bikini Pro, coach, author, and blogger, who's got an ass that's out of this world. Repping the busy, tired moms of the world is Sarah, and her ass is, well, mediocre. Together, they're on a mission to live with purpose and unlock the mysteries of a healthy mind, body, and spirit. So grab a seat in the back of Sarah's minivan and enjoy the ride. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the 31st episode of the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast. I am your host, Sam, queen of neon spandex, mostly leggings, not really in the top department, Shorky. And I am her sister and co-host, Sarah Hughes of Subdued Blues, Shorky. Mm. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very exciting episode planned for all you listeners out there. Apparently, everybody loves my sister and co-host, our little Sarah here. Perhaps you love her even more than me, or so it would seem based on the feedback I get. Yeah, nobody knows this, but our little Sarah actually studied interior decorating in college. Yeah, what a big waste of money that was. <laughs> well, it's paying off this week, Sarah. What do you mean? Nobody's paying me. Well, I did just buy you lunch. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. And that was delicious. It was delicious. I think that yes. was one of the yeah. best cauliflower sandwiches we've ever had at Pure Kitchen, actually. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just extra satisfying because I just finished teaching my vegan fitness group class that I'm now doing on Sunday mornings. Super fun to have a big group of vegans all down to get sweaty together. So well-deserved sandwich post workout. Since Sarah is actually a legitimate expert on okay. interior decorating. Maybe expert is a bit much. <laughs> Regardless, we thought it would be cool to record an entire podcast all about colors and even more specifically how certain colors, whether we're talking clothes or home decor, how they can affect your mood and perhaps our productivity, even our energy. Sarah, you, you are very good at this stuff, so I do think that she will provide lots of good ideas and tips for everybody listening. Ain't that right, Sari? Yeah, thank you. No pressure. And I guess since you'll be doing most of the talking this episode, maybe I'll just uh, file my nails. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but uh, yeah, take it away, Sarah. I, I like colors. <laughs> All right, for God's sake, Sarah, clearly you have no idea how to host a podcast episode by yourself. So uh, to everybody who loves Sarah so damn much, don't you forget this. Okay, I thought it was going to be more like an interview. You know, when you have a guest on, you actually ask them questions. You don't just stick a mic in their face and go, hey, what do you got? Fair enough. I guess I just wanted a little reassurance that this podcast is nothing without me. Hmm, let me see. What color represents insecurity? <laughs> Actually, I like where this is going. That's 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 not bad, but screw you. 
Maybe we should just start with the importance of color and how it can change our mood or our environment, and whether or not this whole concept of color therapy is horseshit or not. For starters, I I wholeheartedly believe in the power of colors, but yeah, I I do feel like it can maybe be stretched to horseshit levels. Mm-hmm. Having said that, they say it was used back in ancient times of Egypt, China, and India. Cool. And I suppose there actually is a scientific explanation behind it. We all know what a huge role the sun plays for us physically and mentally. So I could get into the electromagnetic spectrum and how sunlight is made up of colors. Um, (laughs) Color is simply light of varying wavelengths, and each color has its own wavelength and energy, and all the colored light in our sun affects the pituitary gland via the endocrine system, which, as you know, Sammy, regulates everything from our growth and sleep to our sex drive and energy levels. Oh, believe me, I know this to be true far too well, seeing as I've been living in an incredibly dark apartment (laughs) with barely any sunshine for two years now, and literally... Um... (laughs) Well, hopefully we can find you a place that's so damn full of light that you'll be highly motivated and Jacked on the Beanstalk's success will just skyrocket. (laughs) Yeah, I hope so. Um, But back to my scientific explanation behind the whole power of color thing. Uh, There is a real color therapy where they, they use actual colored light to, you know, balance you out. Balance you out as in what? Well, I can't believe I'm about to use the C word, but I guess I mean... chakras (laughs) Ooh, i like where this is going i knew you would so there are seven colors of the spectrum of course red orange yellow green blue indigo and violet that was seven and uh seven main chakras i think you can confirm or energy centers of the body so Mm -hmm. specific colors of light can be used to diagnose your energy imbalances and rebalance your chakras using the appropriate color to the body. That's hilarious you are talking about this because yesterday I was at the Ottawa Health and Wellness Show and look what I bought, Sarah. A green chakra rock that I'm supposed to put on my heart every day. And, uh, yeah, you're totally talking my language. Uh, And it also reminds me of the energy episode that we did where we talked about my healing crystals and uh, their special powers. So everybody go listen to that one. All right, continue, please. Well, yeah, that's another one, actually, the colors of healing crystals. And, ooh, you're going to love this one. Even writing your daily affirmations in specific colors can be healing. However, now that I've made myself want to vomit talking on your vegan hippie level, (laughs) I'm just going to stick to the psychology of colors, i.e. what they mean. So yeah, as far as decor goes, I mean, color is considered one of the most important elements. Uh, Not only can it define a space, but it can affect the visual weight of a room, uh, influence our moods, project personality, and even suggest temperature. The first thing that pops into my mind uh, is why you choose green apple, fuchsia pink, and deep purple as the colors of my apartment. Sarah was my decorator for the apartment that I'm currently living in, and so it has a very girly vibe to it with the pink, purples, and the green. And I love the color combo, but what was your rationale behind choosing those colors? 
well, not to toot my own horn or anything, but <laughs> I feel as though I have a very strong connection to colors and um, the effect they can have. But uh, the color scheme was more about, like you mentioned, you don't have a lot of light in your place. Um, so those colors were vibrant and fun. Um, and I was working uh, with certain pieces you already owned. So then based on that, I took you around and we looked at fabrics and found one that we both loved. Well, I might have been more excited than you were. Yeah, um, I, I really don't care about this stuff. <laughs> she was by far the easiest client I've ever worked with. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. This Where can my pull-up tower go? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Which Sarah hates the fact that I have a lot of workout equipment in my living room. Uh, she says it's an eyesore, but I don't think she realizes how nice it is to be able to work out at any moment in time. But I did ask you in the beginning if you were interested in living in a home or a gym. Um, and I mean, colors are also very personal. So even though the color orange is one of the most social colors, if you hate orange, I'm not going to convince someone to paint their living room orange simply because it will make them feel more sociable. There are definitely certain colors that are known to do certain things. Uh, let's start with red. It is a powerful color. It's uh, associated with vitality and ambition. Red is my favorite color, so vitality and ambition, of course that makes perfect sense. It's also associated with anger. Speaking of anger... Guys, I was banned from a gym that I've been doing my cardio at every morning for the last two years because I got busted on camera stuffing anti-fur leaflets into the hoods and pockets of every fur-trimmed jacket that I saw. And truthfully, I've been doing this for at least a month or two now, and no one ever busted me or complained to the gym even though pretty much every day I would see the flyers crumpled up on the floor in the coat area. And I basically went full-on homicidal rage shorty. And uh, apparently I intimidated a young woman who came in wearing a Canada Coos Down cruelty jacket. And I basically stared into her soul as I stuffed a flyer into her coat pocket while she was working out and she definitely looked like she was going to shit her pants. <laughs> she then called the gym saying she was terrified of me and did not feel safe entering the facility anymore, nor did she trust leaving her belongings unattended. So, long story short, I now have been banished from my cardio gym. And it would appear that my morning cardio sessions will have to cease until further notice. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure the girl was truly afraid of you, what with the, the death rays uh, burning into her soul there. Well, and I am pretty jacked, and I definitely had sweat pouring off of me as I stared into her cold, heartless soul. <laughs> and she could probably sense your, your animalistic PMS hormones right down to her, her own ovaries. <laughs> but in all seriousness, the problem I have with this is that you know, if you were stuffing menus into people's jackets, she wouldn't be freaking out. She may be slightly annoyed, uh, but that's about it. Like, basically, you were evoking their guilty conscience for being an asshole. Yes, that's exactly what I was trying to say, because this gym, of course, notified the owner of the gym that I train clients at. Thankfully, all my clients are vegan, so they were on board and supported what I do. <laughs> 
But yeah, it also didn't help that the owner of the gym that banned me wears a Canada Goose Down jacket, and the owner of my own gym wears one as well, so... Yeah, no, exactly. That's what it comes down to. You essentially called them out for being an asshole, and it's only because they feel guilty somewhere deep down inside. Yeah, and their defense mechanism kicked in, which, of course, resulted in kicking me out. (laughs) So we would love to hear your thoughts, guys, on this uh, hilarious and shitty situation. Do you guys support me? Did I step over the line? Was putting things into people's... You're asking this question to a bunch of vegans. I'm pretty sure I already know the results of this poll. Perhaps the better question is, how much more do you guys love me now after hearing this story? And uh, does anybody have a treadmill I can buy off of you? I guess I can add to my uh, already eyesore gym in my living room and just start doing cardio in here. So perhaps it's in my best interest to uh, incorporate more calming colors into my life, especially during winter where in Canada I cannot walk two frigging feet without being bombarded by five effing Canada Goose Down jackets. But anyway... Well, maybe the next time you stuff flyers into uh, cruelty jackets, you could wear like a nice soft pink sweater or something. And then, <laughs> that will help. Well, maybe My homicidal look so, rage. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily, but you might not look so scary to the uh, the murder supporters. That is interesting that you said soft pink because I don't think I actually own one pink sweater. I do have a stormtrooper soft pink tank top that I wear to the gym sometimes. Maybe I should start wearing it more often. Yeah, oddly enough, I I feel like you wear all the wrong colors. What do you mean? Wrong colors for what? You know, like what you wear, representing your personality, affecting your mood and your emotions. Like, you're pretty neutral as far as clothing go. Well, I think I'm just not a very fashionable person. Well, I think you are. Or, well, maybe you used to be. I think now you're just a a gym rat, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then what the hell are you talking about? All I wear to the gym are, like, super bright, flashy, neon leggings. Actually, good point. You save all the color for the gym. Maybe that explains why you love working out so much. And why everyone is terrified of me at the gym. Yeah, I guess on that note, if I want to be approached in public be it the gym or anywhere, really, what colors, in your opinion, Sarah, would make me look more approachable? Uh, I'm not sure colors are your problem. I think it might be more your pointy bitch face. (laughs) (laughs) Leave my pecking bird face out of this, all right? (laughs) Okay, well, going back to red... Um, Like I said, if anybody remembers, uh, it's considered the most powerful color. It's associated with vitality and ambition, Mm -hmm. um, and it can help to overcome negativity, but it is also associated with anger. Too much red can make us feel uh, a little irritable. Just like the song, Lady in Red is dancing with me, cheek to cheek. Like, even in many cultures, red uh, represents fertility. Um, Menstruation. Yes, losing one's virginity and childbirth. Mm. A lot of blood. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it could also be because red um, has the highest visibility, so, you know, makes it the most stimulating. That's why stop signs are red, and advertisers like to use it. Which brings me to our next color. 
orange, mm. which is associated with joy. Orange can lift your spirits. It's kind of like the antidepressant of colors. It can help to alleviate feelings of self-pity or a lack of self-worth. And here's an interesting twist. I hate orange. <laughs> Do you think we should redecorate my apartment to make orange the main color? Uh, well, orange wouldn't really match what you have as nicely as the current fuchsia. But we could add some yellow into the mix. Okay, I like and yellow. And yellow is definitely a happy, uplifting color. Uh, it's also a good brain color, meaning it helps with memory and decision making. Mm. It's associated with intelligence and good for organization, building self-confidence and encouraging optimism. All of which I could definitely use in my life and business. Yeah, the organization put up a red flag for me. Your next apartment, I think, is going to be all yellow. I like yellow. And since you already have an apple green theme going on, I thought you'd be interested to know that green is a relaxing color. Mm. Apparently, we tend to seek it out when we feel stressed, and it also helps us connect to nature. Well, that only makes sense since it is the most representative color of us vegans. What up? We love nature. And plants. <laughs> plants are nature. Anywho, uh, speaking of colors of nature, blue is also a common color and is also a good brain color, just like yellow. It makes us feel calm and relaxed and is considered the most soothing color of all. Often, uh, it's recommended as a bedroom color for people who suffer from insomnia. That being said, blue also inspires creativity and clarity. And uh, fun fact, it's actually the most well-liked color of all. But I think I actually like purple more than blue, if I had to choose. Well, you couldn't have purple without blue. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's the primary uh, color. Yeah, yeah. I'm all about the cool colors. Sammy likes the warm ones, eh? But I do look pretty damn sexy in a smoky purple eye. But I also heard that purple is one of the most flattering makeup colors for brunettes. It's one of my one of my best colors. Mm-hmm. I know I've done a purple smoky eye on you Yes, yeah. from time to time over the years. When you force me. Well, if you want to know what purple represents, and I'm going to lump indigo and violet into this category uh, because they're all in the purple family. These colors really balance the mind. They have a deep effect on the psyche. Purple mm -hmm. tones are known to have a very cleansing effect on emotional disorders. And uh, they're also connected to art, music, and... Uh, sensitivity to beauty. Those are kind of the basics. But what's interesting is that, I mean, the tone of a color can really change the psychology or meaning behind it. For example, while green is considered very relaxing, olive green is associated with death and can have a negative effect, um, like bringing on feelings of envy or resentment. So it's, it's, it's also the tone or the shade of the color that can change the meaning. Huh. See, and that's interesting, too, because I'm a warm-toned person. I always opt for olive green when it comes <laughs> to clothes and makeup because it's so flattering on my skin tone. See, this is where it can get a little nuts. Like I said before, um, color is very personal, and we're also drawn to certain colors for various reasons. You know, so I'm not suggesting when you're feeling depressed Go out and buy a new orange top. You know, hey, it looks like ass, but it's really going <laughs> to speak to my psyche. 
I can't believe we haven't touched on the whole Color Me Beautiful book. Uh, Our mom had this book called Color Me Beautiful, and it basically said that based on our skin tone and hair and eye color, each of us belongs to a season, and it's the colors of that season that are literally the only colors you should ever wear when it comes to your makeup and clothes. And as you can probably guess, I was an autumn, and Sarah, what were you? A spring? No, actually, I'm a winter. I'm, I'm surprised you're an autumn. I thought you. I thought we were both winters. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I am a winter. I, thanks, color me beautiful. I don't know. <laughs> is it super outdated now? I feel like there is some truth to the whole season thing. I just, I'm sure if you went through that book, the colors that they suggest for those seasons, since the book was written in the 80s, The color palette is probably quite different from from what any makeup artist might give you these days. Right. But either way, black, white, and red are all winter, and we both look smashing in those. Yeah, agreed. You know, it's funny you mentioned that book, because in preparation for this episode, I was looking through one of my color books, and uh, one of my favorite books, uh, the woman who wrote it is kind of considered the all-time color therapy guru. And she actually referenced that book at one point, and I remember thinking, oh man, I can't wait to tell Sam this. Yeah, I definitely took that stuff pretty seriously as a young teenage girl, and I I literally even ripped out the color palette page for Autumn's, and I remember I kept it in my wallet uh, whenever I went makeup or clothes shopping. I took it very seriously. So yeah, the whole color thing is huge. Um, You know, you can break it down into uh, many different categories, whether it's decor or fashion or makeup. And even different cultures place different meanings on color. So like in many cultures, red is associated with fertility, but it also represents war. Or purple always symbolized power or royalty because it was a huge ordeal to create the color back in the day. But then in some cultures, purple is uh, like a symbol of death or worn when, when mourning. All right, cool, cool. I like this episode. You're, you're doing all right as an interview guest, Sari. Well, I do feel quite passionate about color. No, I mean, seriously, as far as I'm concerned, color is incredibly important in my life. And to our listeners, Sam can attest to this. My house looks like I'm running a friggin' daycare. You know, I simply could not live without color. Even my my wardrobe is always colorful. Which is interesting, because I think most people would agree, I don't exactly have a sunny disposition, but you'd never know it based on my color choices. Well, to be honest, that's kind of one reason I never fully embraced a career in decor. But I find most people are boring, or they're scared of color. You know, like, I I genuinely love doing kids' rooms, uh, because you you get to have fun with kids' rooms. Riveting as this episode has been, and having you as our guest expert, I think it's a good place to end this week's color therapy episode. So thank you, Ms. Shorky, for all of your insight and for actually contributing some value to the show this week. You're uh, welcome. I think this this just might be your most worthwhile podcast contribution yet, Sarah. Yeah, and watch it be the most unpopular episode of all. <laughs> the ratings will just tank after this one. Yeah, it's hard to say, right? Because, I mean, guys, we are putting an episode out every single week. There, It's not always going to be about fitness and nutrition and veganism. Uh, but first, 
let us read our review of the week. And I feel that since you did most of the talking for once, maybe it's only fair that I read this week's iTunes review. Oh, thank God. I hate trying to pull new voices out of my ass like every week. Okay, don't say that. We need the reviews (laughs) to keep coming in. So you love reading them. And thank you, everybody, who's been submitting reviews for the podcast. Yeah, can't Erin just use some, like, fancy voiceover equipment to change our voice? I think she's even offered that before, actually. So, Erin, please surprise us with a fun voiceover for this week's review. And this week's review is one of our American subscribers, now that I know how to see some of the American reviews. This one comes from Bobby Frankenstein. Great name. Maybe Aaron can give him a Frankenstein-type Frankenstein voice. <laughs> Big fan of Samantha and her glorious buttocks. And I'm thrilled to see her making her mark in the podcast world. If only there was video. She's an inspiration for people of all kinds who want to get fit and strong the compassionate way. And has a great smile, too. Seriously, look her up. Her star is still rising, and we can expect big things from Samantha. I'm betting her sister is great, too. (laughs) You will not be disappointed by the Shorty sisters. Wow, that was fantastic. I think Bobby Frankenstein has a little crush on me. I think you might be right. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to suppress my gag reflex throughout the entire review, Bobby Frankenstein. <laughs> well, I loved it. So thank you for that fantastic ego boost, Bobby Frankenstein. And thank you for acknowledging my existence in the footnotes of your review, <laughs> Bobby Frankenstein. All right. Well, Sarah, a.k.a. hater, uh, what will you and your glorious, buttocked, beautiful, smiled, rising star of an inspiring sister be singing to conclude this week's episode on color therapy? True Colors by Cindy Lauper. Because you... And your buttocks are beautiful like a rainbow. An excellent song choice. (laughs) That was sarcasm. I see your true colors shining through. I see your true colors. And that's why I love you. So don't be afraid to let them show you. Your true colors, true colors are beautiful, like a rainbow. (laughs) That was beautiful. Yeah, there's tears in my eyes. Yeah, I love you, Sarah. (laughs) I love you too, Sam. That's it for this week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed us. Let us know. Do you like these episodes? Should we stick to fitness and nutrition? You tell us. Have a great week, Shorky Sisters. Ow!